Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the KG Cast Lush. Cast, how you doing, bro? Hey, now. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on this huge show. It's another AEW show that we're going to review, and we know you guys kind of love those love those the best, those AEW shows. So, Daniel... Let's get going. What do you got? Yeah, man. Let's jump right into it. Before we do, let's talk about last week. I got some really good response. Actually, the the downloads were surprising. We got a pretty good spike. Uh, I guess because of the uh, you know the whole crown jewel situation. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was cool. Uh, did you get any good feedback on our last week's episode? Yeah, man. I just <clears throat> that it was just a great show, and it really was. So you know, I. Uh, I recommend everyone to go back and listen to it because uh, it's uh, again every, we top ourselves every week. Telling you folks, dude, we might just do it do again it. today. Today I, we are covering two. I think we will. Pretty pretty uh interesting shows. Let's let's just say that one is incredibly good and the other one is not so much, but the comedy value in it is pretty nice. Uh, so yes. yeah, let's t- dive right into it. Today we are covering WCW's Mayhem from 1999. It is going head to head with uh, this past weekend's AEW Full Gear event. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead. There's 12 matches on Mayhem, and there is only seven on Full Gear. So we're actually gonna do uh, two matches for Mayhem, then one match from AEW, two matches from Mayhem, one match from AEW, so on and so forth. So uh, it's gonna take us right over to 1999, our Wayback Machine. It is, uh, yeah, man. This, uh, this opening package here covering the world title tournament looked pretty cool. I thought that the actual production and the open for this show was uh, kind of um, – uh, I was kind of anxious because I felt like this this could be good. It looks like the production quality was a little bit better here. Uh, and then I, I felt like Tony did a pretty good job of kind of narrating it, and it kind of made more sense that way too. Uh, what did you think about that opening package for Mayhem? Yeah, I mean <sighs> – I didn't think it looked too uh, too appetizing. I will say that I was uh, not uh, not not that excited from the get go. I will say that 1999 WCW does not uh, does not excite me. But you know maybe uh, maybe we'll see. Maybe I got a maybe I was surprised as as the show went on, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But um, it wasn't as good as the AEW opening package. But we'll get to that one here in just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's dive right into this first opening match. It is Double J, Jeff Jarrett versus the Crippler, Chris Benoit. Uh, and man, the crowd was pretty hot, and, and I thought these guys delivered a pretty solid match. Uh, I've never been a big, really a big fan of Double J's work. Uh, but I mean, regardless of how you feel about Benoit as a person, uh, as, as an in-ring technician, he's one of the best ever. Uh, you can't just, you just can't deny that. Uh, so, I mean, the match was, was good. Uh, Benoit did a pretty good uh, job of carrying him. The finish got a little too overbooked to me with all the gaga and like kind of the interference and everything. Uh, but overall, the match was pretty good. Benoit got the win, and I gave it two and a half stars, so a solid C plus to a B minus. Uh, what did you think about Jeff Jarrett versus Chris Benoit, man? Yeah, man, uh, this was I guess the uh, sim the tournament match, the semifinal match uh, for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, it felt a little drawn out. It kind of went. It kind of went a little long. Um, it didn't. It actually was only nine minutes long, so it wasn't even ten minutes. But it started to feel that way. Uh, no denying how talented Chris, Chris Benoit is. Um, you know, put all the other stuff aside. You know, you see it here. He was very talented. 
Um, he's a very talented guy, and I like Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and I thought this was a pretty good match. So I was I was around to see kind of the same area, the two stars, two and a half stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. All right, well, I mean, there's not much more to say about that, and since we got 12 matches, let's just keep trucking along yeah. here. Right after the match, Disco Inferno cut a pretty awful promo on the Cruiserweight title. Uh, everything and every angle in WCW at this time was was kind of headed by Vince Russo, so everything was overbooked and complicated and didn't really make sense. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that's actually going to bring us to the next match. It was Evan Courageous versus Disco Inferno for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Cass, why don't you go ahead and take the lead on this one, buddy? Oh, okay. You want me to take the lead on this one? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. I was talking to Megan. I wasn't really paying attention, but I think we are uh, at the Disco Inferno match. Yeah, uh, Disco was, Inferno, Evan Courageous, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship match. Um, Evan Courageous, I'm not a big uh, – I'm not into either one of these guys. Like I say every week when we do these WCW shows, um, I didn't watch WCW at all. Um, I know, uh, you know, I know of these guys, but, um, you know, I, the, I know the person I knew the most in this match was uh, Medusa, who I call uh, Lundra Blaze, who was on the outside with Evan. Um, I uh, was not a fan of this match. I thought Disco was pretty bad. There you go. Open one up for the working man. One beer, two beers, three beers, vodka. Um, anyway. What? what? Yeah, this match was 8 minutes and 28 seconds, and it was 8 minutes and 28 seconds too long. Um, and Disco Inferno looks too big to be in a Cruiserweight match. I don't like it. Didn't like it. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I thought that Tony Marinara or Tony Mamaluke from ECW on commentary was pretty much the highlight of this entire thing. Uh, he was pretty funny, and I felt like Tony and Brain really did, had no idea what to do with him. Uh, but the entering match was just terrible. Uh, Evan Courageous has, like, no facial expressions at all. Like, he doesn't sell or do anything with his face. So it's just, like, and he it, it, he's he was terrible. Like, he was a ter- like he had, a, a you know, he had a, a good physique or whatever, and, like, he could pull off a lot of moves, but he did not sell anything. Like, yeah. it was awful. Uh, the boring chants started up, and they were pretty dead on. It just wasn't a good match. And the finish was so similar to the first one with, like, the accidental outside interference, too. It just sucked, man. Courageous sucks. Uh, I literally gave it one star just for Tony Mama Luke's, like, commentary, and that's that's all I can give it. So, like, a D. Um, I, I gave it a D. Cool. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, all right, right, so let's bounce on you. over and get to uh, the, the show everybody's talking about, man. It's yeah, AEW man. Full Gear. It happened this last Saturday. I had the opportunity to watch it on uh, BR Live. I had to catch the first couple matches on my phone and then watch the rest on my Amazon Fire Stick. Big shout out to Amazon. Please make us a uh, sponsor for sponsored show. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. What did you think about that opening package there, man? Oh, I, I, gave, I gave the opening <laughs> package an A++. One yeah. of the best opening packages, man. The voiceover work. You so know, good. everything yeah. was so, uh, it, man, it felt like the, ma- and it's funny because WCW used to always try to call themselves the major leagues, but like, man, this really, AEW is the major leagues, man. They're not compete in my eyes. They're not compete with NXT. They might be on the same night as NXT, but like that opening package was like, that was beautiful. That they yeah. felt, I don't well, they're know. A main, they're a main roster show for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it felt like the, the. Triple A, man. It felt like a major league. It felt like the A show. It was like a big deal. It was. It felt just as big as WWE. 
on WCW has ever was ever, you know, it just felt it felt big, it felt good, and I loved the way that, and it was different from the WWE. So I gave that opening package. I know that does this doesn't go towards the rating of the show in general, but that opening package I gave like an A plus plus because it was amazing, man. Um, yeah, what did you have any other notes on that? That opening, uh, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the narration because I felt like it was almost like those season recaps that they do, be- like on HBO or like Netflix, like like before a new season starts. Yeah, you know what it I mean? was it's like, like this is what yeah. happened to lead us to here, and it's like, yeah. oh, this is perfect. Like, it was perfectly narrated. The story was good. It covered every angle. Um, it felt like a TV show and not like, you know, um, not like WWE. I don't know how else to say it. It just felt yeah. like not not like WWE in in a, in a positive way. Uh, and that's gonna bring us to the first match here. <clears throat> it was the Young Bucks versus Proud and Powerful, formerly LAX, uh, yeah. with Santina and Ortiz. Um, man, it was pretty cool to see the Rock and Roll Express in the open. I really like that AEW still finds a way to like include legends, uh, especially considering they don't really have a li- you know AEW as a company doesn't really have a lineage. Mm-hmm. So it, it's nice to see them include like legends from both kind of companies. You know they did with Brett, and now you know the Rock and Roll Express. I think that's pretty cool. DDP obviously. Um, and we saw some more legends as as the night went on, but I thought they did a really good job with that. Uh, the double submission spot that that uh, the the proud and powerful had on the young bucks, like the opening w- was pretty solid, it, it, you know. But there's not really much to talk about there. When it really yeah. started to heat up to me, they had that like double submission spot where um, I think Santana had the guy in like a like a surfboard thing and the camel clutch had Nick, and then Matt was in the camel clutch. And then Ortiz had like the Boston mm-hmm. crab going on. It was it was just a pretty cool thing. I hadn't seen that in a while. I thought they had a really great pace, uh, and it wasn't a spot fest. Like it it was a slowed down match. This was not a lot of like it wasn't a lot of dives to the outside. It wasn't a lot of no selling. This was like an old school tag match. Uh, and 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 the, you know the wrestlers actually played off the crowd. You could tell the match wasn't like straight scripted. Uh, I mean I saw a back rake and I didn't mind it. You know what I mean? Like they, I feel like they, it, I was sold on the match. It felt very old school. Great psychology, really good drama in the match. Uh, great hot t- tag by Matt Jackson uh, right there towards the finish. And that whole like whole closing sequence, like with with the the false finishes, were were fantastic. The match was really 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 good to me. Uh, Santina and Ortiz get the win after the street sweeper, which is like a powerbomb blockbuster. I thought the match was great. I gave it three and a half stars, solid B plus to an A minus from me. Um, the only reason why I got an A minus is, or a B plus is because it did lag a little bit in the middle. Um, what did you think about this young bucks versus proud and powerful match? Man, very, very similar notes. Um, <laughs> one of the things I liked about it was that both teams were very organic, man. And and that's the thing about the Young Bucks. You know, before I ever saw them, I thought they were just some spot fest type of tag team. You know, they kind of get a bad rap because every match I've seen from them so far is they're almost the best right now at even better than some singles guys in the WWE at like, making everything look real and organic and they're not feeding into people. And, and both teams are really doing that. And they find, you know, all these, every show we've done seems like when young bucks have a match and this match included, they found ways to, to tell a cool story and have ups and downs. This one did drag out a little bit. Like you said, started feeling long, got a little bit boring, but that was only for a little bit. Um, like you said, proud and powerful wins with a street sweeper. I, I did have it at a B plus and had the and had in parentheses too long. And I think it's because of how drawn out it kind of got. It it really did go on a little too long. Um, yeah. But then I kind of changed it to an A at the end when um, 
the Rock and Roll Express got involved. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, Ricky, those spots were magic. Ricky did dude. a sunset flip to a power driver type. It was like an indie it's move, an but this is an old – yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then also he did a uh, suicide dive through the yeah. ropes. It was just like a, after that, I scratched out B plus and put A plus. I was like, that was – that's everything, you know. I've I've seen him and uh I've seen both of them at indie shows and they're t- you know, the payday's not that great. They're not doing yeah, anything yeah, yeah. like this. They're barely leaving their feet, a couple punches. So it's so funny to just a year ago I saw them at an indie show just, you know, just pretty much they were making yeah. an appearance, stepped in the ring, threw a couple punches, the match is over. But uh this was totally different, totally amazing. They were really, you know, they stole the show at that point. It was great. I know it was the first match, but that, that yeah. popped me. So that changed my B plus to an A plus, And that brings us back over to WCW, WCW. championship wrestling. Yeah. You want to go ahead and lead us off here? No, I want you to. I think it's Norman Smiley and uh, Brian Knobs. What do you got on that? Yeah. Yeah. So Norman Smiley is kind of in the back and that's always like funny to me. Um, I, I, I enjoyed his promos. I love the screaming Norman Smiley gimmick. I thought it was really funny. Um, Brian Nobbs versus Norman Smiley, though. Uh, not a fan of Nobbs. Just not a fan of that guy in general. Uh, this is Matt. Okay, this match was Brian Nobbs versus Norman Smiley. And uh, this match was exactly what that just sounded like. It was Brian Nobbs versus Norman Smiley. So it was absolutely awful. Uh, the match honestly made me feel embarrassed for both of the guys. It was just so bad. Uh, the clunk was really, really bad. But the finish in the, with the elevator was kind of clever. And so that like that finish with the elevator, that part of the booking, I literally gave it a half a star, and that's it just because I thought the finish was clever. Uh, everything else was absolute garbage to me. What did you think about Brian Knobs versus Norman Smiley? I may need to go back because I might have just been so out of it and not into this match that I missed the cleverness you're talking about, but I'm not saying it didn't happen. I might have just missed that one because from what I saw, it was a total dud. It was total trash. I did not like anything about it. Yeah, no, it was trash. The I like Brian Nobbs and I like Brian Nobbs <laughs> and, and some of his older stuff, but at this point, I mean, he was never good. So at this point, it's, I mean, and he was probably still young. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah not good. Not good at all. Um, I mean, I like the Nasty Boys, but the Nasty Boys weren't weren't great. I mean, this no, is nineteen this is nineteen ninety nine. I think you just like the gimmick as a yeah, kid. Exactly. But like as wrestlers but and going back and great. watching those matches, it's rough. It's really yeah, rough. But now it's nineteen ninety nine. It's years later. I mean, I'm talking. Yeah. I like them in like eighty nine, ninety, yeah, yeah. and now it's ninety nine. Of course, they're not going to be good. Out of shape, knees bad. Right. You can tell. Um, yeah, what's next over there in the WCW? Yeah, man, the next match on the card here is the Revolution uh, versus the Filthy Animals, and they're kind of trading promos in the back, which is always strange to me, and it felt weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this match was just kind of chaos from the start. I guess it was an elimination tag match, but they didn't really explain that very well, so it was really hard to follow, and it just felt super weird and rushed. Like, every time a guy got eliminated, it was just like, Boom, 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 boom. Like maybe they were just already running behind, uh, or maybe they just knew they had 12 matches on the card and they were just trying to get get all their stuff in as as best they could. Um, but it was it was just kind of hard to follow. Uh, I mean, now kind of towards the middle, it ended up with the Saturn versus Guerrero, and they did their best to kind of keep it going and settled it into like a semi decent match. Uh, and Saturn gets a submission on Eddie, and then we kind of realize that it's 
Tori Wilson is still in the match, so Saturn hits Tori with a low blow for the win. Uh, and that that's just bad booking. I didn't like it. Great wrestlers in the match. It just the match sucked overall. I gave it one star because it was better than the Norman Smiley Brian Knobs match, but it got one star, so a D minus from me. Uh, what did you think about the Revolution versus the Filthy Animals here? Man, I hate to say it, uh, I, I'm, call me a WCW hater, but I gave this one another dud. Um, uh, this is one of those matches that I'm okay with never having to see again. Uh, there was nothing in it that I liked, nothing that I enjoyed, and um, I just don't. I will never watch this match again, and I'm kind of mad that I had to watch it to begin with. Uh, two back to back. I mean, bad booking, bad booking all yeah. around. They have. These I certainly two. would not encourage anyone to watch uh, watch this match back again. But here's a match that I would encourage you to watch back again if yes. you haven't been able to see. Uh, the hits just keep on coming, man. Match number two is Pac versus Hangman. Um, man, this match was. Uh, how, how do you do? You have do you have, do you have significant yeah. notes on this one? Yeah, yeah. You go ahead so, and, and lead this one off. Yeah, I'll lead this one off, man. Cool. Um, so so AEW uh, uses. So uh, sorry, I'm sorry. I had to read my notes real quick to see what I was doing. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> one cool thing that I started noticing. Uh, in this show, and I really saw in this match, AEW is using a little like they're they're using different camera angles, and they had this like really cool one that like came from the top right and came down, and it was just very noticeable and really it, it remind because sometimes you'll watch AEW and you kind of forget, you know, because yeah, I don't know, no, I know totally. the, the, I totally the ropes know are you. different, but they do something like that, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> you know, this is like a totally different thing. It really feels like a reincarnation of WCW sometimes too. Um, uh, and then another thing of this show, the the ramp went all the way to the ring, like it didn't go, it stayed level with the ring. I don't know how to say that, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I noticed right away this match they had this different camera angle um, that WWE doesn't use and that I haven't seen them use. So you know they're trying to switch things up. Um, and then again, I was just I really liked these matches. I feel like AEW is really trying to be. They're 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 really having better wrestlers and putting on better matches yeah. and it's like every match is good like all these shows that they've been having even their weekly they're shows they're letting wrestlers be wrestlers and and yeah. like let them actually wrestle the matches that the way that they want to wrestle you know what i mean and yeah. like be themselves even, in promos and like you know exactly exactly not, not actual pro wrestling again them. yeah yeah not, not sports a, entertainment it's pro wrestling you know they're bringing it back to like that 90s era that we all love yeah. and even some 80s stuff that we all loved um but yeah the matches are just i hate to keep saying it but organic and have yeah. realism to them yes, and they I they agree. do that the stuff that they do like this match was very stiff they were doing they had you saw stiff shots and everything was real man if a wrestler you know, if one of the, if if um, Adam Page or or Pac went for a move and something wasn't right, they they just went through with it, even if it wasn't planned. And and if a reversal wasn't right, they just they went with it. I don't know, just things. I, I liked how just organic and real they were, similar to that Young Bucks match. The Young Bucks were really doing it too, man. I really enjoyed the match. I liked the ref bump fake out where you thought it was gonna be a ref bump, but the um so uh. Pac ran into the ref, and the ref uh, tried to – so he tried to uh, low blow or whatever, right? He tried to do the whole low blow thing, um, but Adam caught the foot. So, like, you thought it was going to be, like, this run into – classic run into the ref. Ref goes down or is, or is you know, yeah. doesn't see it. No, I know what you and, mean. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and Pac 
he does his uh, leg from the back and low blows Adam Page. But instead, Adam caught the foot. The ref didn't go down. It just usually nine times out of ten, you see that spot, and it's the same every time. And they kind of went for this classic wrestling spot, and then it wasn't that spot. Like your yeah. mind just has to all of a sudden hit the brakes. Like er, they didn't yeah. do they didn't do what happens every other time because yeah. he caught that foot and the referee didn't go down or whatever. Um, and then Adam gets a dead eye for the win. I actually gave this match an A. I'm going to be honest. That's two back-to-back A's. I think that's that wow. might be a first for me. A. That might be a first for me in this podcast. Back-to-back okay. A's on a show. But wow. Okay. I uh, I liked it. This was my yeah, my, man. I my mean, I, tea. I thought it was a nice brawl to start, and I think if you're going to work on the outside of ring, this was the way to do it. Kind of get it in early and really lay it in, uh, and then kind of get back in the ring, and that's what pretty much what those guys did. Uh, and they do have like a believable rivalry too. Like that, that makes a difference. Like they've done a really good job of building like this actual um, emotion between the two guys, which is good. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed all the matches this far, thus far. And I definitely enjoyed this one for sure. It did feel a little less than the others to me though. Honestly, I didn't feel like it was as good as the other matches these guys have had. And now, now it, it wasn't bad. It just did it to me. It dragged a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. The brain, the brainbuster on the chair and the outside was back with was when it started to kind of pick up again. But there, that there was definitely a lull in the middle to me, uh, and I mean there was a couple solid minutes of lull to me. Um, so overall, I mean it wasn't a bad match, but I wasn't like blown away by it either. Uh, Adam Page did get the win with the dead eye. I mean I, I liked the match. I gave it a B, a solid B to maybe maybe a B minus. Uh, just because I mean to me this one felt a little more draggy than even the Young Bucks match did. Uh, okay. or, you know, so, so, but I mean, I still, I gave it a B, you know what I mean? I, I enjoyed the match. It certainly wasn't bad. Again, I would recommend people watch. First of all, if you have, if you have to watch one of these two shows, you should definitely watch full gear. It's a significantly yeah. better show. Um, there are a few good matches on, on WCW mayhem, but man, I gotta, I hate to say this, but the next one isn't one of them. Uh, the next match here in, in, in 1999 is Kurt Henning versus Buff Bagwell. And it's a retirement match. Um, Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they do the fake entrance for Buff twice, and then out comes Jarrett. Uh, the writing is just bad here, man. Russo is a jackass, and the, the in-ring work, uh, you know, wasn't really bad with Kurt Henning and, and Buff Bagwell, but that black cloud of how poorly the open was booked, and then how like, I don't know, the, the whole match just felt like a stutter, like stutter step the whole match. Uh, I mean, Henning did maintain control with the majority of the match, too, as if he was the heel, but it was obvious that he was the babyface. So it was like reverse psychology in the match, and it didn't really work for me. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just didn't – it felt weird. Uh, mm-hmm. The finish kind of came out of nowhere, too, and then all of a sudden Buff gets the win. Like, it was just out of nowhere. There was no buildup, no false finishes. Not, it was just like, boom, he gets his finish, and that's it. Like, I mean, it was a solid start to the match, but the finish was weak as hell. And there was no follow-up at all or even even like a post-match interview about the retirement right there, which is where it should have happened. I felt like it was really weak. I gave it one and a half stars, so like a D plus, uh, because I did feel like the open was pretty strong and Henning looked great in the open. But then other than that, it was it was really rough. What did you yeah, think Yeah, man, I'm pretty much right there with you. Um, this really goes to show, you know, some of those things that we hear all the time about WCW that they really just didn't ever know what they were doing. I mean, from yeah. the start to the end, and you see it here with this match, the layout. Nobody was supervising this match. There was no agent for this match. These two guys, you know, had they did what 
they thought they should do. Yeah. Nobody told, nobody cared, and there was no supervision, and the people booking it didn't care and didn't do anything for it. It was just, it was bad all around. And yeah, man, D, D I, I didn't hate it that much. There was some good stuff in the match, but, um, you know, Kurt Henning was way past his prime at this point. Uh, back injuries slowing him down, yeah. so... Um, yeah, it's sad to see somebody as perfect as Kurt Henning having to uh, do something like this. I agree. Yeah. I agree fully, man. Well, after the match, there was a Sting promo in the back on Bret Hart and how he actually never lost the title and he was stripped. Uh, the, the promo was short and sweet, and I enjoyed it. Sting is a good promo. It worked for me. Uh, and I was pretty pretty hyped to see this one. Uh, it's Bret Hart versus Sting. Uh, and, man, Sting looked incredibly small. Like, uh, like Brett looked like a giant compared to him. It was, it was really weird. And Brett's generally a smaller guy. Yeah. Uh, he must've really been dealing with some personal issues at this time because his body was just not there at all. Um, I mean, the work was good, uh, but I feel like it's, it's kind of like watching Sting versus Sting or watching Brett versus Brett. Like these guys are both good, but they're both, they both play the role of the baby face that sells really well and then gets some fire and comes back and locks in a submission for the win. And so it's like when both guys do that, it just doesn't really work out. Um, there's just so similar in styles that there was just so much clashing there to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Lex interference and the restart was way too much cheese for me. Having Brett be like, oh, I don't want to win it like this. No, like it was just too much of a, mm. it was just too much babyface cheese that I just did not enjoy at all. Um, and Brett still wins anyway. Like, that's the thing. It's like, if you're going to have a restart and then have Brett win anyway, like that's just, Russo was awful. He's never done anything good without Vince McMahon ever, and that's a fact. Not um, true, but okay. It's a fact. It's a fact. It was silly. Uh, great wrestlers, but the match absolutely sucked. I gave it one star just because I can't give Sting or Brett less than one star, but I don't really have any other excuse to give it one star. So I, I gave it a D, solid D. What did you think about uh, Bret Hart versus Sting? Yeah, on paper, man, this was one that I was kind of probably most excited out yeah. of both shows to watch the most was this match and it's kind of one of those things where you know like i say on paper it it looks better but like look at sean man his best matches are like he dude he tore the house down with like yokozuna because it's two different styles like him and undertaker are, are some people say they had the two greatest wrestlemania matches of all time but when you got two guys so similar like you said that their main style is losing a bunch of the match and selling getting their their butt kicked and then doing a comeback kind of doesn't work. Um, you know, I bet if um, they had some more time and better guidance and maybe were in the WWE in 1999 and it was Bret Hart versus Sting, I bet you they probably would have came up with a better match. Um, something about WCW in that time is just poisonous and and everybody was in a bad place at this point in 1999. I, yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't want to speak for them, but I know. I know what they've said themselves, and it was just very disappointing. And yeah, you know, sometimes it's better. Like Sean Undertaker makes more sense because it's two different styles. But I don't know. I feel like you know Brett and Sean tore it up, so they're kind of similar. So yeah. I don't know why they didn't tear the house down true. and kill it. I don't know what the problem was. I'm gonna go ahead and guess that it's because of what WCW was like then. It was you know you have Vince Russo not knowing yeah. what he's doing there. Way too much power. He didn't have Vince. You you know, like they always say about WCW, uh, they were the prisoners were running the uh, asylum. 
it just uh yeah the, you could just tell nobody had nobody had direction you know we don't want people to be overly script now that's what we hate now in the world wrestling Feder- entertainment whatever it's called we hate over over scripting them but you got to have some direction and yeah man a, about a, a d plus is about the best this one this one will get which is very disappointing um it is seeing indeed. as that it's bret hart and sting man i mean come on Come on, but um, you know what was uh, not disappointing? Sean Spears, Joey Janela on the AEW season. Uh, oh AEW yeah. W side. Um, yeah. It wasn't, What'd you think about it? Wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but it was, definitely wasn't disappointing. Um, there was some sure, good takeaways from it. Um, I liked it more than the Bret Hart Sting match. I'll tell you that. Um, I did too. I did too. You know, there was a cool spot where Joey Janela's on the apron. He's running at Sean and gets the power slam. I love the whole Sean thing, uh, Sean Sean Spears, uh, Tilly Blanchard, whole story that they're doing. I like that. Uh, Janela, you know, Janela takes big bumps, man. He did it in this match with that with that power slam and a few other times, and that's kind of his gimmick, man. He's not the best athlete or best wrestler, or best right. body, but he's there to take bumps and sell. And no yeah. matter how much I don't like him, he's actually pretty good at it, man. He yeah, does. He some, he does some impressive bumps. He doesn't really do impressive moves. He does impressive bumps. Yeah. Um, it was my least favorite match of the night so far, obviously, because I've given the other two some A's. Uh, but it wasn't bad. Um, I did like the power driver. The the I'm sorry, power driver. <laughs> Got to get a W E R on there. Power driver on the outside um, with the help of Tully. Um, I gave it a C plus though, but I, I like I did like I, for some reason I was really a fan of that that pile driver on the outside. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm 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 pretty. I thought I'm that was close. Cool. I'm pretty close there. I thought that uh, I I have to say too. I thought that using the tag rope to tie Janela to the corner by his hair. I thought that was yeah, kind of genius. Yeah. Um, I think that both guys are kind of more clever than they get credit for too. I felt like the. I mean, it was a good match. I gotta say that these matches, like on this show thus far, this is only match number three, but they're like were felt way more old school and psychology driven than the past few shows. And I'm wondering if it's because they have, you know, like these guys as agents now. You know what I mean? Like Arn and mm-hmm. Dean and like these old, more old school technical wrestlers are kind of telling them to slow things down. And I feel like it's working. Um, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. I thought that Spears, uh, he did some really good classic heel work. Uh, and getting the spike pile driver with Tully was really good. Uh, it certainly wasn't the best match on the card, but it was short and sweet too. It didn't, it didn't last like too long. Mm-hmm. It, maybe, it was a, maybe I don't know, maybe eight minutes tops. Um, so yeah, I gave it two and a half stars, which would be about a C plus to maybe a B minus. Um, so I think we're we're pretty much in the same boat on that one. Uh, but that that's yeah. gonna bring us back in our way back. It was actually 11 minutes and 45 seconds. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was it? Wow. I thought I thought it was relatively short, but I guess not. Then they, they did a pretty Surprising. good job. Yeah. They didn't really lag to me, which is good, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, about two and a half stars. I mean, Janela did look – like, it looked, he looked worse here his physically than he did on his debut. Like, it looked on his debut like he was trying to, like, get more in shape. And he – Yeah, it's he did like, like – he kind of looked bad on his debut. He, like, his debut was not good. Yeah, well, but, but now, like, on this past show, it was like – he looks thinner, but not in a good yeah. way. Like he just looks skinnier, and not like not not any more toned, just like skinnier. Yeah. He's definitely really more help. comfortable though. He looks more yeah. comfortable, and yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true for sure. But yeah, man, that's gonna bring us back to 1999, 
And Mean Gene is in the back with Benoit cutting a promo in the finals of the tournament. Hey, now. Uh, I mean, Benoit versus Bret Hart should be a banger. Um, and then Tanae and Lex kind of cutting a super cheesy, awful, terrible Lex Luger promo. And I just don't have much more to say about that. Uh, but the next match is Vampiro versus Berlin in a chain match. Um, the Oklahoma intro and kind of the mockery of JR really sucked. And it kind of bummed me out even as it happened. Um mm. It's really weird that that kind of turned into like a that this match kind of turned into like a tornado tag match. Like it just it felt like you know Jerry only from the Misfits in the corner of Vampiro and then the Wall in the corner of Berlin. But then they like the team like splits. Ha- I, I didn't. It was just this was awful, 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 awful booking. This match sucked. It was one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. Period. It was a terrible, terrible match. I gave it negative two stars. Again, to get on my negative list, man, that means that if I had to show someone who doesn't normally watch wrestling this match, it would give them a worse opinion than what they already have in their mind. Uh, and this is one of them. This is an awful match. So negative two stars from me. What did you think about Vampiro versus Berlin? Yeah, man, about the only good thing about it is that it was short. Um, I hated everything. You know, it's stuff like that that you said, the Oklahoma thing. It's why, yeah, just it, it helps me hate them even more. Uh, yeah. And then you see stuff like this. Uh, WCW was just not good, man. I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've yet to see WCW really, you know, blow my socks off. But uh, there's, I don't even want to spend time talking about this. This was, yeah, this was an F. An F if there's ever been an F. Yeah, I'd so say let's even, move even on. more negative than an yeah. F possible. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, okay, so in the back... Was, you're going to the principal's office to go to a yeah. different school. Yeah, you're being expelled here. It's yeah. uh, it's Scott Hall cutting a promo in the back with Tanae on being a double champion and essentially kind of doing is basically issuing like an open challenge. Uh, but then the next match here is Luger versus Ming. Uh, man, thus far the opener has been the only good thing about this entire show. The match was was pretty good. The Benoit match to open was was pretty good, but everything else has been really bad. Um. Man, uh, God, Mm. this is this is eighth match, by the way, on the card. There's eight. This is the eighth match out of 12. Russo is the worst booker in the history of professional wrestling, dude. Like the worst ever, like the worst ever. Uh, This match is like 99 percent of like the reason why WCW went down the tubes like matches like this. Like, I mean, you may not have liked it, but the 98 stuff. Like we we just covered it. Like like they had some five star matches with the cruiserweights. You know what I mean? They had at least they had stuff on the show that made sense for why people were watching it. And like the main events would suck, but it was like Hogan versus Piper, so it's all name value, and people are gonna watch the match. They're gonna know it sucks anyway, but you're gonna watch it because it's Piper versus Hogan. You know, it by '99 and with Russo booking, it was just it was just, nothing was good. Literally nothing was good here. Um, this match nothing. just was just a complete dud. Um, it was just, I mean, it was an awful match, man. Ming got the win with a, like a throat claw and yeah, that was it. I gave it a big old goose egg. What did you think about Ming versus Luger? Yeah, man. I just want to say I go my, one of my favorite, I like, I like to go further back in WCW. I like ding and dong, you know, I like other people. It wasn't just Russo. 
you know, they all sucked at booking. You got Ding Dong out there. You got yeah, but working. I mean, so did Vince for for a period of time. You know what I mean? No, like, man. Even Adam Bomb and Donk the Clown tore the house down some no, nights. I no, loved it. No, no. Um, that's, that's you, but that's again, that's just you being biased. You know? No, no, man. You you still had Undertaker. How cheesy is Undertaker? Still killing it today. We still had Ric Flair. I mean, the greatest. Yeah, and he was sucking it up over there on WCW. He had some of the best matches of his life when he was like 80 years old. Shawn Michaels in Orlando, Florida, for the retirement match. One of the best he had matches maybe ever a had. Handful of good matches in the WWE. I, I would say maybe five to ten good matches, like really good matches in the WWE. Well, His to sit through a whole WCW show, WCW for to sure. sit through a whole WCW show just to get to the flare match is, is kind of it's hard sometimes when you have tag no, teams. I, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. That's totally true. That's totally true. Well, I'm not arguing that at all. And speaking of ding dongs, you had a couple ding dongs here in this match. Um, you know, Ming, as they say, is a, a legit badass, but there was nothing legit about this match. Or badass. Uh, or badass about this match. It was five minutes and five minutes too long. Again, I'll bring that out. Man, this is eight bad matches in a row. Well, seven. how do you do that? It's seven bad matches in a row. That this first match eight. was pretty good. Yeah. We like we both gave it. We both yeah, gave it like a beat. Uh, the Crispin. Well, I had to see what Jared it was. Match, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. So seven in a row. No, I um, agree. Yeah. Nothing yet to to watch this show over again though i'm not watching no, it over not. to see benoit and Jarrett. um yeah let's uh not, certainly not wow wow what what who picked this show what is this come on i think we did i think we did uh, i don't know why i, I don't know uh, did you pick i feel like you picked this show i didn't pick this show i think i don't you even did. there's no way i picked this show i feel like you did maybe okay sure blame me i picked this okay. show i have no idea i don't even know who half the people are on this show why would i pick <laughs> one david all right let's go back over to aw then i don't know who these people are golden boy and kip sabian in the back man i just i really love that golden boy has this backstage gig i love that guy i'm so proud of him i think it's really awesome that he's working for aw um sabian's promo was was pretty good too Uh, i like i like the super bad kip sabian gimmick i like and in a way he i'm sorry in a way he was like talking to a golden boy um but and like kind of dissing him, but in a way he was yeah. like kind of propping Golden because he like got Golden Boy to say his name. Yeah, it was yeah. Kind of like, yeah. like in He's a like helping him get way, over. He yeah, was yeah, helping yeah. him, like he yeah, was trying to. He uh, and like in it was good, man. In it front was, view, it was like he was being mean, but really you can tell he was really just trying yeah. to get him because he was getting him to say his name and yeah. kind of jabbing at him in some fun way. I'm excited to see more from Kip Sabian for sure. I yeah. like the pairing with Penelope Ford too. She's wicked hot. She's a pretty good wrestler, so. That's a that's that's a cool setup there. Uh, now the next match here is going to be the tag team turmoil match. It's the triple threat for the AEW tag team titles. It's Private Party versus SCU versus the Lucha Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I always feel strange to kind of have like uh, like three teams or just more than two teams, but there's only two guys in the ring. Like that that always feels strange to me. It's a strange yeah. format. But like I, that being said. All that being said, I do feel like these guys pulled off a really weird format really, really well. Um, I, I mean, the, the work rate was was there for me. Everything made sense. Uh, so far, there's really nothing on this show that I didn't like. Um, it, there was definitely more of a fast-paced Lucha style, but that's okay. I mean, because that is part of, of their, you know, that's just part of their whole deal. For Each one of these tag teams has that kind of work rate. 
Um, and man, like with three teams, it's just really hard to pull off a match like this, but uh, w- without it feeling like total chaos, but I feel like these guys did it and I enjoyed every, every, every moment of it. I thought they did a really good job. I didn't think it was boring at all. Um, I mean, yeah, man, the finish was really good too. SCU gets the win over private party. I thought the match was great, man. I gave it three and a half stars, solid B plus to an A minus for me. What did you think about uh, this triple threat AEW tag team title match? Um, yeah, I liked it. It was, you know, at first I kind of, I guess you, you kind of hit it same place I was at. You see this type of matchup and these are usually pretty messy. So right away I was thinking, man, this, this is probably not going to be good. You know, we've had a great show so far, but then they had to do something like this and, and these types of triple threat or fatal four-way tag team matches, I know this was three, but they're, they're, they're usually messy. You know, messy, you got a lot going on. A lot of people doing those blind tags, and we saw it in this match. And I usually just don't like that. It's just kind of weird with other people tagging each other in. And they had that They had that here. I, I like the Lucha stuff. Everybody, everybody was – they pulled it off. Let's just say that. They pulled it off. Um, SoCal wins. Um, and then there was some cool, there was a cool thing at the end where, uh, there was another, what's that? What's the guy's name in the Lucha Brothers? Uh, the, with the mask, the, the, the other one came out, the guy that the <laughs> Pentagon, God. Pentagon. Yeah. Junior Pentagon junior. So, yeah. uh, you know, somebody came out dressed up just like him and they both were doing, you know, kind of, it was like the doink miming thing at WrestleMania yeah. nine yeah. in, uh, Las Vegas at the uh, whatever Coliseum. Um, thank you very much. They were doing that little mime thing, and then it ended up being uh, Christopher Daniels um, yeah. as the as kind of his old gimmick, and everybody was yeah. chanting, and it was this cool moment, and that kind of added to the match too. So all that together, I gave it a B, um, just because I liked that. I thought I I love that taking off the mask, and um, you know, it kind of was that Chris Jericho type thing that he's done lately. I, I, I love stuff like that. So I love the, I love the surprise, uh, cause he's, I guess, been out a little bit with an injury. Um, I was, uh, yeah. I was, I was thoroughly entertained by this whole match. I no, I agree. I, I agree, man. I agree. I thought it was great. I thought the post-match stuff with Daniels was really good. The crowd popped really big for it. Uh, and I felt like this show was booked really, really well, and the in-ring product was just they they got it. They were getting what's after his, it, man. What's his gimmick? What's his old gimmick? Well, I can't think of it. It's on the tip angel. of my tongue. The fallen freaking angel. It's like on the tip yeah. of my tongue. I knew it, but I couldn't say it. Yeah, yeah it was cool. So he was, was doing cool. the whole fallen angel thing, and the crowd loved it. Yeah, I loved I mean, it They were too, like man. full board on fallen angel. I loved it too. And honestly, this all right. So here's a little bright spot, man. Uh, back on the 1999 show, there was a pretty solid promo by Brett about Benoit and the title match, and it was the he delivered a really good promo. Uh, there, I mean, again, there, there were brief spots of quality, but for the most part, for the most part, this this whole show like just sucked because of the booking, man. And this is a prime yeah. example, and this is where I'm gonna lose it a little bit, dude. Okay, like, Uh-oh. okay, so the next match, Scott Hall has his open challenge, and out comes Booker T. And I was like, oh wow, this match might be really solid, right? I was like, this could be. This could turn it around, right? So, yeah. and and Hall seemed to be, uh, you know, on it, on his stuff. You know what I mean? Like he seemed to be straight laced, and he looked good. He was moving smooth in the ring. He didn't look like he was um, inhibited by anything, if you know what I mean. Right. Um. And and he seemed sober. Um. I mean, there there was a little stutter steps in the corner, but for the most part, this match was really really good in the open. Uh, I know in the minority, but I really loved that like short choke slam thing that Hall did. Uh, I thought it was yeah, really cool. Nobody. Did that forever. Yeah, nobody else does it, and nobody else ever did yeah. it like him. 
So I, I really like that. I tr- always try to use it in my creator wrestler. Like it's like one of my favorite moves, yeah. but so I don't think they've had it in the past couple two Ks, but it is what it is. Um, the following slam was really good too. And then dude, this is it, dude. Then Russo could just not leave well enough alone. And out comes Jarrett, dude. My, ooh, I, my, I just spewed like nothing but hatred in these notes for Vince Russo. Like this is why people hate this guy, man. You right. or I, at our age in 1999, yeah. would have done a better job booking this show. He was yeah. absolute trash. He's never been good. He has never been worth, like, the paper his name was printed on for a paycheck, dude. Like, he is just the absolute worst. He is the drizzling shits. Get your shit together! The worst. The worst guy. Easily, like, easily ruined what would have been a pretty good match. I gave the match one star just because they had a pretty decent match up until all the shenanigans. Uh, but then the post-match was awful, too, with this midnight lady. And they could just you could really tell that they were looking for an answer for China. And, it, and it's kind of – it shows you just how over China was in 99. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. I mean, Luger uh, was in the hunt for Elizabeth in the back, too, and that was all bad. And then we get a package for David Flair versus Kimberly, and we'll – <sighs> Can we? I mean, should we just go ahead and, and yeah. jump into that one? Do you have yeah, anything else to add? I don't. On, on you, you, Scott you, pretty Hall much, dude. You nailed it so much and added even better points than I could have ever. Go on. There's I for the first time. I think I am a hundred percent in agreement with you. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the David Flair versus Kimberly package. God, just kill me now. Uh, this this yeah. was like a horror angle, and it was really trash because Vince, Vince Russo is just absolute pure garbage. Um, yeah, so it's David Flair versus Kimberly. Um, I mean, the only positive yeah, thing called is called him Vinso. Vinso, Vince Russo, whatever, whatever, Dumbo. What? I don't know. Just, <laughs> just he's he was just the the worst. Uh, yeah, so David Flair versus Kimberly. Uh, I mean, the only positive thing is that Kimberly was easily in the top five hottest women of the Attitude Era. I don't think it's really, uh, to me, arguable. She's easily in the top five, um, and she's often the forgotten one. But, man, she was full 10 for sure. Um, the match itself was inexcusable, though. It was absolutely awful. It was just a nothing but gaga, bad match, bad booking, bad story. It literally made me ashamed to be a wrestling fan at this time. Um yeah, I mean, negative two stars from me. This is another one. So that's the first time ever on this show where I've given negative multiple, negative multiple stars um, to more than one match on the same show. And uh, this one has just outdone itself. A negative two stars from me. Do you have anything to add on the David Flair versus Kimberly Let's thing? just save time because, come on, guys, what do you think? What else could I say? Let's yeah. just respect for – out of respect for everybody else, let's just move on. All right, man, let's just keep it rolling here. Um, so the next match here is Riho versus Sakura for the AEW Women's Championship. And I know that you had some pretty pretty tasty notes on this one. So I'm going to go ahead and let you take the lead on this one. Let me know what you thought about Riho versus Sakura for the AEW Women's title. Yeah, dude. Um, I Dude, the be- you know what the best thing was for this whole match? What's that? Was that opening package. They did such a good job yeah, they doing did a, great a job story with the yeah. on this, man. They even used Kenny Omega as an interview. And, and uh, yeah, dude, just it was amazing. I loved it. They 
they did the interview and they showed earlier footage of her, of, of Rio, um, and Sakuraya, however you say her name. Um, so I loved it, dude. I loved all that. And then the match itself, dude, it was great. There's something about, something about Ryu that I just love. She's so small and petite, but she's, uh, still so impressive in what she does. And I was just, I actually was kind of blown away by both of them. There was just something I liked about, about both of them. And, and I've been, and I've talked about how much of a fan I, I am for, um, for Ryu um and Ryu's the champion and I kind of thought you know because as they showed earlier in that package um how do you say her name uh Emi Sakura Sakura Sakura, um yeah yeah, she's got a pinfall victory over Ryu in a non-title match and so I thought they were gonna maybe to draw the story out give her the win and come back around so the the match did go a little long I I I didn't know who was gonna win though, and that kind of that kind of added a little more excitement. I really thought that Ryu could actually win and kind of draw this story out a little bit more. I think this story will kind of end right here, um, but um, it did go it did go a little it got a little boring. But man, just like WWE women's uh, matches are surprising to me how entertaining they are. I mean. You know, maybe that's kind of sexist of me to say, but I'm not used to that in the WWE. I, sure. or, I mean, in wrestling, I really am legitimate surprised that these matches are so good. You know, on the WWE side, sometimes the women's matches are better than the men's matches at the end of the night. But um, this one wasn't better than the men's matches, but I liked it. Rio gets the win. She keeps her title. Um, the first ever AEW champion. She's still the champ. Um, I liked it. What did you think about this match? Uh, yeah, not, not, I didn't, I didn't like it as, as much, honestly. Yeah. This is actually my least favorite match on the entire card. Uh, it just felt really forced to me. I uh, say the SoCal match is my least favorite. This one's right behind it, but I would, I would rather this one than the SoCal. But anyway, I'm sorry, go on. Maybe it's because everything else has been like above average. Uh, but yeah. this one just felt very average to me. Uh, it wasn't particularly bad. It just wasn't really that good either. Uh, I thought the spots were kind of, felt really uh, fed. They felt really fed. It, it yeah. felt like they were, it felt very staged to me. This one did. Um, and I mean, it, it wasn't a particularly bad match. It just wasn't really good. And, and it just ended up being the popcorn match of the night. Um, the finish was really lackluster to me too. It just kind of ended abruptly. Um, I don't know. I gave it two stars. I gave it a solid C. Um, well, that's where I'm at. That's where yeah. I was. Yeah. I liked yeah. it. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. I gave this one and SoCal both both (laughs) got C's, so they're both at the bottom of the barrel for me of this show. But I gave that a B. I gave SCU and oh yeah, well I gave them both C's, but that by no means they're going against you know some strong competition. This was a really great show, but that doesn't mean it's anything as bad as any of the stuff we've seen so far on the WCW show or what we still have to come. So um, I believe we. I'm sorry to say, but we do have to go back over and talk about WCW a little bit more and go over some of these atrocious matches. So let's let's get it going. What yeah, is- man. The next match on 1999. It's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Oh, it's not, though. Oh, it's, it's not, though. Well, in a, in a different way. Uh, okay, yeah. So what it's Goldberg. Doing? What are they doing? Why would you put these two on paper? It's bad. I, I, 
I don't know. On man. paper, yeah. it's bad. When you read the names on paper, you go, "Oh my God, let's not put them together." Oh. Yeah, we got an opening, essentially a package, um, so essentially bad. for Sid versus Goldberg, and an I Quit match, and I am literally deceased. Like I just didn't even. I just wanted to like, I want when I I just like my eyes like. I almost cried when I realized like I was gonna have to like legit have to watch this match. But uh, why? But why? Yeah, this is how you you know Vince Russo. Shawn Michaels gives him credit and and gives him credit and Triple H. A lot of people will give him credit, but you do have to take into consideration that he wasn't the booker at the WWE. He was a right, creative yeah. writer, and he wasn't the only one. You had Vince McMahon's creative writing. You had Pat Patterson. You had right, yeah. uh, Bruce Pritchard and whoever else they had. Here, he is the main booker at a place that is so unorganized. He's literally the booker, and there's probably nobody else. There's no agents. If there is agents, they're probably not showing up and still getting their paychecks. I mean, this place is a zoo. So this is how you know. And you know what? His position is probably hard no matter who you are. Bruce Pritchard probably couldn't have went in there. And Vince McMahon himself is probably the only person who could have went in there and booked this thing and made it work. But how are you so stupid? This is how I know you're right on what you say about Vince Russo. On paper, Goldberg, Psycho Sid. Why would you do that? Why would yeah, you? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's terrible. Both it's of terrible. them aren't good. Why would you no, put it, it in yeah, yeah, there, there was there was really no reason to have this at all. Um, like it was a they're both got a losing battle. And, yeah. and Sid Vicious doesn't even look like Sid from 95 at this point. No, it's bad. Uh, I mean, the only bright spot to me was having the crowd completely boo Goldberg. That made me happy. Uh, Sid passing out to, ha to be the finish of the match, too, was just super cheap and awful. Um, yes, solid goose egg for me. It was absolutely yeah. terrible. Um, terrible. I don't really have much to say about that, honestly. Oh, that, yeah, I mean, I said what I have to say. It was terrible. I well, don't let's, hop, let's hop back over and cover A. Let's just go ahead and jump back over to AEW then. Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, so we, get a, we, get a, we get a package here for the AEW World Championship match. It is Cody and Jericho. Uh, the package was phenomenal. Cody is arguably the most over baby babyface in all of pro wrestling right now. Um, 100% agree. Yeah, and it was, I mean... I really liked kind of having the Legends panel as judges, too, with the great Muda, Dimalenko, and Arn Anderson kind of being there. Uh, Jericho looked a lot better on this show uh, than he has in, like, the past year. He looks yeah. like he's really, really been training. I know it sounds weird, uh, but I kind of hope he cuts his hair again. I know that doesn't really matter, but, like, I don't know. I feel like it would help him look a little bit younger, too, if he cut his hair back to the way. Like, well, he's that. he's obviously listened to this podcast the greatest podcast yeah, there yeah. is and yeah, he's obviously definitely. listen he's been working out so you know yeah, what he might no go and cut that. his hair he might go and cut his hair he's no done about the other that. stuff we told him to do the champion is a is a le fan of we love show. you chris you we know what? i love you to death buddy well talk to you later see top you know, five chris. bud talk to you later chris all right go on we're big time anyway yeah yeah man anyway. so um but yeah i mean i i i, I, I felt like it was a great chain like open uh, these guys have really good chemistry, obviously. They both know how to work the camera. They both kind of came from that machine for sure. Uh, and this is a damn main event, man. It was a really good match. Uh, the Hardway color kind of added to the match to me, even though uh, it did kind of like there was a little bit of awkwardness kind of recovering from it. 
Um, you know, you know, Cody does that dive over the top and just totally face plants and just hard ways, like right over his eyebrow. I think he had Mm. to have like, I don't know, 18 or something stitches. It was pretty rough. The doctor got out there and he was wiping on it. The thing that bothered me is like, he'd get thrown out again and the doctor would run up and wipe his face again. Like that's, that was too much. It was like, dude, just, no, no, you, 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 you can check him once and say you can keep going. That's fine. But like, you can't just keep wiping his face whenever he comes close to you. It's a little silly. Um, the match was a little bit wonky after that. I mean, they, they 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 did they did get the crowd back, but it definitely hurt the the overall match. Uh, but as main eventers do, they got it back together. The mom spots were a little too much for me too with Cody's mom at ringside. It got a little too cheesy. Uh, man, I I like the match, but I can't help but feel like it's slightly underachieved to me. Um, the Jericho belt shot was great, and they had a couple of great near falls. Uh, MJF throws in the towel. Um, and that's kind of the end of the match, which was kind of a cheap way to finish it. But I obviously understand why you, you do that. Cause when you have MJF kind of throw in the towel, that leaves the door open for Cody to challenge for the title again, yada, yada, yada. Uh, of course he forgives MJF, but then MJF kicks him in the nuts and turns his heel finally, uh, on Cody. Finally. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that I thought it was really well paced. Uh, I thought the MJF heel turn was, was really well placed, even though he's kind of always been a heel. That being said, these guys are too good to kind of like get less than a B minus from me, so that's what I gave it. Uh, but you know, it, if the Hardway color hadn't happened, this probably this probably would have been an A plus match. Um, pretty pretty solid. What did you think about Cody versus uh, Jericho? Man, I think this is another perfect part. You know, a perfect step in his journey to becoming the champion. I think they are, are are leading toward the. There's going to be a culmination, and that's going to be Cold Cody winning the champion. And I'm guessing it's probably going to be at whatever their main show is, their main yearly show. I don't know if they've talked about that yet or or what, but they're going to have some real blowout type show. And I think Cody's going to win it. You know, you had MJF. He kind of the thing with MJF being on Cody's corner was kind of was a little bit of lazy booking because MJF was a bad guy. Then they kind of just all of a sudden said, oh, look, he's here with Cody. It was kind of like we knew well, what was going to happen. Well, they building that up, though. You know? Yeah, but like they, they did, did just stick him there. It. And then they did spend time building it up, but he did just get stuck there. And it kind of felt the whole time they were building it up is we knew what was going to happen. We knew MJF was a bad guy. MJF is so bad. Cody's been becoming more and more of a baby face and a more of a more just white meat baby face. So I think it's kind of worked out perfect and probably the way they planned it. And it's kind of working out because he's the last MJF is the last piece of the puzzle that needs to be taken away, I guess, for Cody to be just purely white meat baby face. I mean, Cody can now he doesn't have that mean MJF in his corner. Now it's just totally told total Cody and it's Cody against the world. It's Cody versus MJF, yeah. Cody versus Chris Jericho. It's Cody versus yeah. all the bad guys. And I think, you know, definitely, I, I didn't think they want... need a secondary title already. I don't know why, yeah, but I just, yeah. I really feel like they need a TV title or something like that to like Kenny Omega to win. Um, yeah. Um, but no, Cody, it's like, he, I didn't want him to win right here, and I like how they did it with the MJF thing, which we kind of knew it was coming. We knew it was coming, didn't know when. I kind of thought, honestly, I thought they would drag that out even longer, which there really is no need to because 
it was very ob- obvious what they were doing from the get-go. They kind of just plugged him into that spot to be with Cody out of nowhere just so he could do this. But it does make sense, and I like this long, drawn-out story that they're doing of Cody chasing the title. And I hope that they give it to us, and it feels great. And I'm glad he didn't win yet because don't win now. Make it. They need to make it on their grand finale show. Um, it was a very long, long match, though. Um, but yeah, man, I was, I, I liked it. It wasn't the greatest thing I've ever seen though. I was around a B, B plus on it. So, um, I guess that leads us back over to WCW. Yeah. So we're actually at that moment in the show where we have two main events left. Uh, mm-hmm. we have WCW's main event here, which surprisingly was a pretty good match. And then we have AEW full gear, which was Omega versus Moxley. So Cass, my my guy, which way do you want to lean on this one? Let's do uh let's start with WCW. Can you okay. take us away on the WCW train? Yeah, let's go ahead and get that train a, a going, buddy. Chug chug, um, chug Yeah, so here it is, man. It's Chris Benoit versus Bret Hart to name a new world champion, and here we go. Uh it was a solid chain start like work to start. Uh and honestly, man, this match had no choice but to be matched of the night. I mean, just because of how awful the show was. If 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 yeah. both of these guys would have sneezed on each other and, and pinned each other it's properly. Like, it would have been the best match of the it's night. It's like bookings. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It literally is. And it Benoit's in both of them, which is yeah. kind of kind of wild. Um, yeah, I mean, this may be the worst show we've ever covered, uh, but this single match was not bad. Uh, and you can say what you want about this card. It was it was the poops, for sure. Uh, but this match is just two guys feeling the crowd and calling it in the ring at the absolute highest level. And that is a lost art. I mean, you the way these guys were wrestling doesn't exist anymore. Even even with guys in AEW kind of calling in the ring, they still have sequenced spots. You know what I mean? It's not just yeah. like you know you know what I'm saying. Like they still have sequenced spots that they have like at least are put together, uh, and then they maybe work off the cuff or off the crowd to get in you know to transition between them. Uh, but this match was just two guys just calling in the ring, uh, and of course it was at, at the absolute highest level. It was really good. Uh, of course, it was eventually tainted by more Goldberg butt cheek cheese. It was just awful. Um, uh, but man, I mean, the match was good. I, I mean, even with that, even with the Goldberg interference, it didn't really take away from everything the match was. Uh, and it was actually, it was like the one time where it's like, okay, well, if you book interference, it's going to be quick and like kind of nonchalant. Doesn't really have a big factor, but gets everybody involved some kind of, you know, reaction from the crowd. So overall, I gave this match three and a half stars. It was a solid B plus to an A minus for me. Um, you know, it was kind of nice to see Brett win his last world title ever. Like it was kind of nice yeah. to see that and realize that's last what I was submission. witnessing. Uh, yeah, w- with the sharpshooter against Bret Hart in Toronto, Canada. Yeah. It's pretty cool to see. Against so three Chris and a half Benoit. stars for me. Yeah, against yeah. Chris Benoit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what did you think about Benoit versus Bret Hart? Yeah, dude, I really don't have much to add to it. You were kind of <laughs> you. You pretty much hit. Every note that I had, believe it I, or I t- not, I tend to I tend to be doing that a lot lately on the show. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like the, who, that doesn't usually thought, happen. Yeah. That doesn't who usually happen. Thought. But literally, I'm looking at all my notes, and you had them all. Yeah, that was all yeah. it. So no, that's I, me. I uh, I really I agree, man. Kind of weird every time you have to watch Chris Moore on the ring. But hey, um, like I said, this was two bookends for a terrible show. I do not recommend to watch this show. Please don't watch this show. WWE, I know you listen. Take it off the network and put a disclaimer that it's too bad because Vince Russo booked it. Um, But, yeah, the match was okay. The match was good. 
what do you what, 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 nothing much to add there i i do know i want to add that i'm excited to talk about the john uh moxley kenny omega match um it's an unsanctioned lights out match how about that it is it is how indeed about that? what do you have on that i Man. can't wait to talk about the main spot but let's 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 get to that Okay, yeah. So like, all right. So I feel like I feel like a lo- this is kind of the talk of the internet too, and it's it's really kind of polarizing. Like a lot of people, there's it does t- at least in the IWC, it, it feels like it feels like there might it might be fifty fifty split because it's like people either absolutely love this match or absolutely hated it, um, and I don't really know how I feel about it. Um, I'm not really a Moxley fan at all. I don't feel like that's uh you know that's not a secret anymore. Um, <laughs> But I love Omega, and I, and it's interesting to kind of see him go hardcore. Um, and, and, okay, so so this is what I'm gonna say, like, and this might really piss people off, but it's like, this match was not a wrestling match to me. This was a sports entertainment match. Now it was a rated M for mature sports entertainment match, but it wasn't really wrestling. It was just entertainment in violent form. Um, and so, so if I'm viewing it from that lens, uh, it was it was an attraction, and and, and I, I I mean, for what it was, it was it was cool to see. Like the mouse traps popped me for sure. Um, you know, it it was just kind of cool to see these guys do this. But it, it's just weird. I I just already feel kind of like it's it's being cheapened by Moxley. Like it's all of a sudden he's gonna be the guy that's just doing these death matches, and that's all he's doing. And it's just. I hope for his sake that's not the case because that's going to end really poorly. Uh, you know, I just don't. I mean, you're not going to get. You're not going to keep getting over doing matches like this all the time. Um, and, and you know, mo- most of the time stuff like this isn't for me. Uh, I just don't think it's good. But this time it it was because because Omega is just so great, and because when the wrestling that did happen, it did look believable. Those V trigger knees were good, and Moxley sold them really well. He staggered really realistically when he got hit with some offense, but he controlled pretty much the mo- mo- the majority of this match. Uh, it was entertaining. Uh, Moxley gets the win after the failed 450 and a double arm DDT on the on the straight pine boards after he pulled up the canvas and the and like all the padding and everything. So I mean, seeing seeing dude seeing Omega like you know intentionally miss a 450 and essentially face plant on pine boards was that was brutal uh, and then you know taking the, the double arm ddt i gave the match three stars so you know a b a b a solid b from me uh, you know a, a, yeah. maybe, maybe a b minus at worst uh, but it was a solid b match what did you think about omega versus moxley we didn't even talk about like the, the barbed wire mattress but. yeah 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 that's what i was i was yeah. hoping to talk about that was the craziest thing there on the okay, outside. Okay, yeah. So to me, it was kind of weird because it's like you know, on the baseball bat and on the on the uh, the broom, they were that was like legit barbed wire. It was shoot barbed wire. Yeah. You could tell, you know, when they hit each other because you can see the actual blood. But yeah. then it's tell like, if, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they then they do this suplex off the ramp into this like mattress of barbed wire, right? And then they all like they just roll out of it, and I'm like, yeah, but then it's you, not you barbed wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man. We we remember these like like cactus jack terry font like at least your yeah. tights would be snagged like at at the yeah. minimum your tights like what like what is happening i don't know that so that bothered me um well when they first did it 
their reactions, they were like really good actors. Yeah. When they first did it, I was like, oh my God, how are they going to get out of there? Yeah, I was And sold. they both were I was like, like, well, I was like, well, this is the end of the match. Like, I was like, they're going to have to get cut out. Well, and yeah. I was like, this match. is, they didn't think this through. I was like, yeah. they're a young company. Maybe they didn't think this through. Like, what happened? And then they were kind of doing a good job of acting, like talking. Like, you could, the camera came down, like, from the top and zoomed in. And, like, yeah. he's, um, Moxley's eyes are wide open and he's talking out loud, like saying things. And it looked like yeah. he was saying like, Oh my God, grab my arm or like, get me out of here. And they both look like that. They both weren't yeah. like selling classic wrestling selling, but yeah. then nothing. I, so at first I got not excited, but like, Oh, I was worried. I was like, Oh my yeah, God. Worried. Yeah. They did. But, that. I mean, that's what, that's what they're going for. So yeah, it was but sports entertainment. They, People are going to hate that I said out. that though. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, everyone's like, Oh, you know, Sports entertainment's yeah. for children, but like to me, this—that's all it was. This is just sports entertainment, well, like maybe for mature next audiences. Time, like, get like a little bit more, a little bit more. They could have like put a little sticky stuff on there, so it would have like grabbed their tights, and then they would have really got me. You know, I, I would have been yeah. hook line no, and I sinker. I agree. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Fooled me. Yeah, I would have. The I, second I they rolled out, you're like, oh. Yeah, I was like, because okay. their skin would have gotten pulled. Yeah, like, I mean, come know, on. Like that's like, what, what Barfire does. Yeah, I agree. It would have pulled their tights. It's sticky. It's it's sticky because it's so sharp. If you, anybody who's ever tried to like go through a barbed wire fence, no matter how slick you are, your shirt always gets snagged and pulled on it. Like no matter how good oh, you yeah. are, you get yeah, you dude. barely touch the barbed wire and it'll cook you. So there's no way they're laying in there and their tights oh, aren't ripped apart. Like they would have had to have let the match would have been over if that was real barbed wire. But obviously everybody knows that. But it's so funny that they did such a good job acting that I thought. Because they're just laying there at first, so you don't know. I mean, I was, like, trying to look at the barbed wire, but I'm watching on my phone, and I can't see. Yeah. And, like, they're talking. They're wise. Right. Or yeah, wide yeah, open, yeah, And they're, like, talking to each other, and they're talking to the people. And you're like, oh, my God. Their hair didn't get caught either. If you've ever watched those Mick Foley matches, his yeah. hair gets, like, ripped out by the barbed wire. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. But it's just – it went from one extreme to another. Um, other than that, all the other stuff – on the match, you you pretty much went over the whole match. I am not a big fan of matches like this. And I think, you know, Kenny Omega is one of the greatest. And I can't wait to see him in other areas. I'm not a big fan of John Moxley. Never was in WWE or here. I don't like his facial expressions. I don't like his move sets. I don't like his style. I don't like how cool he thinks he is. There's just yeah. something about him that I don't like. He He comes off like... That arrogant guy that thinks he's cool, yeah. but you're like you, but you're not. Like you're not even that. You're just you're an idiot. And he has that quality to him that I don't like, and it comes off in the ring and in his matches. He did do some impressive stuff, man. He does some impressive hardcore stuff, but that's not why I watch wrestling. Um, so where were you at it? I'm at about a. I was at like a C to a B on it, honestly. I gave it a B. I gave it a B. Yeah, it wasn't. But but you know what? For a it's spectacle, kind of it was good. I it was it, as a it spectacle, was definitely, not a wrestling match. It was definitely that. And you know what? There's even if this was an F, it wouldn't matter because only one show is winning here today, and it's a hands down agreement between both of us, and that's AEW. Oh, WCW had no chance of winning, but by this my. AEW minus, so, like there were two out of twelve that were passable. There were right. two out of twelve that were good. There were two matches that were good. Those were good matches. They were good. Uh, but, and they were but, like maybe maybe another couple that were passable, but then the rest of them were, were garbage. Yeah. This AEW show, one of the greatest pay-per-views of the year. I think you oh, texted, sure. yeah, you sent me a text saying that, 
And I got to agree, man, this was hands down. I would, you always say it, this is a pay-per-view I would show a non-wrestling fan to try to get them to like wrestling because hands down, top notch, it goes right up there with any WWE main roster roster show. Like I said at the beginning, AEW is here to compete with Monday Night Raw, not NXT. This was just um, a great show. I can't say enough about it, man. It was great. That it, it was great all the way through. There was nothing really bad about it. The lowest grade we gave it is like a C, C plus. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's great the lowest show. grade we gave it for sure. Great show. Yeah, what I do mean, we it, got coming up in the world of our podcastingnessnessness? Yeah, buddy. Today is is it's, today is November the 14th, and we covered AEW Full Gear versus WCW's Mayhem from 1999. It was a landslide victory for AEW. Uh, they're just killing it. I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing. They're gonna be in Nashville. Uh, actually, actually, you know, as this show comes out, they were in Nashville last night for you, for everybody listening to this on Thursday. Uh, I'm really sad that I'm not gonna be able to attend, uh, but I yeah. will definitely be watching it live on TV. Um, I just got to be at home to do some work and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Next we, week, wanna, we talked about going, but yeah, we both got so happen. much. Yeah. yeah, I did some things the past weekend, and I got so much work. You got so much work. It's just too yeah. much. Too much. Yeah. Okay, Cast is getting hitched, boys and girls. Too much. That's, can... that's some news of the week. Yeah, yeah indeed. Um, I just met her. She seems nice. And uh, be arriving on yeah, he's a little slow. Russia slow next week. Slow to start, cast. Slow to start, cast. But you know what's not slow to start? Next week's show. It's our pop culture. It's, it's finishing up the trilogy. Uh, it's uh, it's the Return of the Jedi versus Back to the Future. Is that Future the next 3. show? That is the next show. Oh, I can't wait. I want to watch that third Back to the Future so bad, so I'm going to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be really fun. I'm excited about that. Oh, We're going to be back. finally wrapping up these two trilogies. Uh, and then maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll uh, at the end of next week's uh, show we'll just talk about what we're gonna do for the pop culture episode in December. Hello. Uh, definitely gonna be bringing hey. you that. And there might be uh, might be some format changes coming up uh, after the start of the year, maybe after Royal Rumble. But we'll, we'll definitely be uh, keeping you guys up to date as we completely figure out what we're gonna do for that. But yeah, next week will be November 21st. That'll be Return of the Jedi versus Back to the Future 3. Uh, the following week is November the 28th. That's going to be WWE Survivor Series versus WWE NXT's War Games, uh, both from this year. So we know how much you really, you guys really love those back-to-back shows for the big, the big ones, the ones for SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Uh, man, we're really pumped about it. Uh, I love doing those shows back-to-back. Yeah. And the NXT yeah. War Games versus Survivor Series. What do you, how do you feel about that one? Oh, I love them. Yeah, I'm excited about that. That is going to be a banger for sure. And yeah. then. We get to celebrate a little bit more uh, of, of our of nostalgia. I don't think we've done this yet, but on December the 5th, we're going to be covering WWE Starcade, which will be a network special on December the 1st. And we're going to do, compare that to a 35-year comparison. It's going to be NWA Starcade from 1984. Uh, so we'll be covering Fantastic. those two shows head-to-head. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. That's going to be really fun. Yeah. And then uh, rounding out a month of content for you guys on December the 12th, we are going to be covering 1997 because you know how much we love that on this show. We love 1997. We do. We're just going to keep the train rolling. You guys why not? Tend, to, tend to keep downloading it, so why, why not? not? Yeah. It's going to be the first ever Hell in a Cell match. The greatest of all time, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Hey, now. And the first ever Hell in a Cell. Debut of Kane on that one, too. And we're going to do that a 10-year comparison. We haven't, uh, haven't done too much from 2009. 
Uh, but this one's going to be WWE TLC from 2009. It was Jericho, Chris Jericho, and Big Show versus D-Generation X, Triple H, and HBK for the unified tag team titles. That's going to be the main event on that one. Dude, again, like Dang. I feel like our schedule just gets better and better and better. And I better mean. And better and better and better and better. I love yeah, it. Indeed. I'm getting hyped, bro. Can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be exciting. Thank you guys for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at kfabecom. That's K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. Be sure to subscribe to this episode and please tell a friend how much we, you know, are your favorite podcast of all time. How we just like knock your socks off every Thursday. Recommend us. Give us that five-star review. We are out. We will see you next week with another pop culture edition. Deuces. Peace.